Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. We're back to the conversation with Wendell Geis, a media creative, creative director for an agency, works in fundraising. Let's get back to the conversation. You have and continue to work for an agency that's based in Dallas. And what kind of portfolio do you still have? You're the creative director of a group. Uh, is it just fundraising? Is it uh, digital marketing? Talk about that. Uh, you know, I am involved. Uh, with a group, and I, I have uh, I've worked for for a lot of different uh, outreaches from that group, but I I, I do a lot of uh, it's it, it revolves around missions and projects overseas and and feeding and it's um, it's kind of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. What 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 this organization wants to do is share the goodness of God and the love of Christ. Uh, like the Bible says, in both word and deed. They want to preach about Christ, preach about his love, forgiveness, relationship, never leave you and forsake you. But they also want to go in and do life-changing projects. When you go to these areas of the world where people drink water that you wouldn't even give to your dog or cat, it's revolting to, to see it actually done. And you can put in a, a water well and change not only the life of one village, but maybe a thousand people in the region to have clean water for, for like years to come because they build quality wells. It's really powerful. And to show that to show that story is, is really powerful. And so we do that. What I've done is I, I basically used to write, do print. I do, I do magazines, I do annual reports, I do monthly newsletters, uh, I write for email. So yes, I, 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 as, as the communication opportunities have grown, I've learned to grow and write and communicate in these, in these different uh, veins. Like I say, through, I mean, what are you gonna say on Twitter nowadays? What are you, what are you putting on Facebook? What, what, what videos are you putting on, on uh, you know, on screen like that? So um, I've, been, I've been blessed with a career where I've, I've had a long-term relationship with you know, some large outreaches that really impact the world. And uh, probably the greatest joy in my life is just to see them start an outreach. Orphanage, for example, where they had none. Now they've got 13 or 14 around the world doing something every single day for, you know, thousands of children to, you know, to the needs of water, uh, feeding children, uh, the absolutely horrific dark world of human trafficking and, mm -hmm. and trying to rescue girls out of that. And, and, and boys too oh and boys i mean you know it's uh, but the joy of that is when you have the tenacity of uh, mission workers who give their lives to work in these regions um i kind of always write about the team there's a there's a team that gets things done it's the organization that's sharing the message of of hope and hey we can do this with your help and it's you because you're giving you may not go, but you can send and you can support and you can pray for these people. And then you've got your mission workers on the other end who are constantly thanking 
uh, you know, the organization and the donors for their, you know, heartfelt love, prayers, and certainly the donations that that make these things possible. They, uh, mission workers in a lot of regions are up against the people in those regions who don't necessarily, it's hard to explain. They, they certainly don't want the message of Christ all of the time, depending on, you know, what's, what's happening in different regions of the world. But the good that's being done, nobody could argue with, and they 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 see the good being done, both both in word and deed. So it's been re very rewarding for me. I want to mention something to our audience that once a year I go by invitation to speak a couple of times at a conference for missions, uh, media people, missionaries that are doing media. And one year it'll be in Holland. The next year it'll be in Thailand. And one of the rules is you can't take any pictures. You can't do any publicity promotions whatsoever of what's going on at the conference because a number of missionaries come from restricted countries where the governments or the religion of that country or region is hostile to the gospel and to the work of that missionary or that organization. So it's sort of like going, uh, going in the dark. I just came back from one a few months ago. And oh, actually, it was uh, earlier uh, this month. And for two days, I was off the grid. I didn't post any picture other than my name badge. That was it. In fact, I walked over to one of the head guys that I know. Doug is his name, who does all the internet for the conference. I, I said, I have this picture. Can I post it? It was just my name tag, nothing else. He looks at it and he says, yeah, that's okay. So I asked his permission before I did it. That's the only picture I have of the entire conference from, from two or three days. I don't think Americans and Europeans, Canadians, maybe some other parts of the West, Australia, New Zealand, understand that there are missionaries and people groups, like uh, people working, just like you talked about, Wendell, that are under a great not only stress, but in many times danger, just for being a Christian and even with love and compassion, trying to show the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. And it must be, like you said, extremely rewarding that you have joined their team in your way of fundraising and, and uh, getting the word out to make, help make a difference in their ministry and in the world. Yeah? Absolutely especially in the area of human trafficking. Uh, at one time, a few years ago, we were able to use more uh, in fundraising. One of the most powerful uh, tools you can have is the story of one. And you find out about a girl, Ellie, and she's been tricked by a human trafficker. It says, we have a good job for you. We're going to send you over here to become a nanny. When she gets there, it's a brothel. Or she's put in a van and before she's even out of the village, they've got her you know, they're beating her and they're, they're breaking her down before she even gets to the, the brothel. And of course, she's 12 years old. She 14 years old. All she thought she did was get a job to go help her family. But no, she's she's gone into a world of complete brutality. Um, there is there's no righteousness in that world. Uh, there's not a lick of love, of, of light or hope. And I mean, we finally have come to in certain areas of the world. I mean, you're never going to show the face of, of somebody who you talk to. You, you need to blur that face. You're not going to name an organization that's in that part of the world. You're, you're, not, you're not going to show the mission workers that 
they're probably known in the community by the traffickers and certainly by the police and everybody, but it's just too high risk. And they, they, they tell you in all of the communication, please do not show faces. And as a story writer and everything at first, you're just, well, wait a minute, we're trying to, you know, we're really trying to do good for you. Had one where they, they actually paid for the time for girls to talk to them. And they were in a hotel room backlit by all the bright lights behind them. And one tact I took was she was in a corner completely blacklit. And it said, the, my whole letter was about, I can't show you her face or tell you her name, but look inside. And then inside, basically, she's silhouetted in a, in a hotel room. And you talked about the danger of even getting her there to get her story. Then you hear the horrible story of, of how she's been trapped in trafficking. It turned out to be a pretty good fundraising letter because it was able to show the people, uh, we need to communicate with you, but there are very strict uh, guidelines, border, uh, borders, you know, that we have to honor. And, and so that was one way that I, I kind of turned the tables on that one and, and uh, was able to actually tell the story. But it, you're absolutely right. Uh, there, are, there are people out there, they are so anti-God, anti-goodness. Um, they they want but they they can't deny the wonder and the love and the good and the blessing that these organizations are doing with boots on the ground and feeding these children and caring for these children and giving them a place to live uh whereas they used to be on the sidewalk they and and, and it's completely taken care of it's completely free so that's the joy out of uh, out of situations that can just almost seem hopeless and very dark I, I so admire what I'll call heroes of the faith that are giving their lives every day to to work in areas where people don't think highly of their their presence there, but they are being a real light for the kingdom of God. I'm getting blessed just by listening to you uh, describe that from not only your head, but your heart. Finishing up our time with Wendell Geist, a creative media director, creative director for an agency in uh, the Southwest and fundraising uh, on many different platforms in many different ways for many different groups. If you had a hundred pastors or ministry leaders or nonprofit leaders in a room and they gave you a microphone and someone asked you, Wendell, what would be the best couple of pieces of advice you could give this group as to keys to fundraising, to doing it well, or successfully, whatever successful means, what, what would you say to them? Well, I would, you have to divine, define your goal. I mean, some, you got a hundred pastors there. Some of their churches are much more interested in missions than others. Some have local outreaches that are really dearer to their heart. You have to define your goal. Um, and and that's what it is. It's communication of what you want to accomplish, defining the time that you, you have your congregation to be involved in this. And probably the largest projects are these guys, they're, they're facing uh, uh, building projects or expanding or something like that. Why are you doing it? Are you showing people that you're not overdoing it? Are you showing the need for doing it? And if you can, if you can properly show the need, if you can properly show uh, we've made progress and we're taking the next step and it's, it's pr probably taking faith because we don't have a large benefactor writing one check. 
it's by everybody sitting here listening to these sermons week by week but we as a you know we as a community feel called to take this next step and define that and define what you want them to do and do you want them to give certain amounts and what is the amount of time that they have to give to them and then show the progress you you can't draw these things out no minister can draw out a, a building thing for years um and i, I will also say that it's just, it's just defining your goal it's defining your goal and then there are going to be people in the congregation that you are going to you are not going to fit one size all there are there are donors in your church that can give more you're going to probably talk to them differently write to them differently maybe send some personal notes Thank you for your interest. Thank you for your help. Thank you for standing with us. I cannot overemphasize a handwritten thank you note and something personal on that card from the head of an organization. It will get opened in the mail. You want to do it over email. They will not even open up the email, but the handwritten card could be stuck in somebody's desk for years to come because they help make a difference in something that they can actually see in their community or something that was done overseas because of their help. So I don't know if I defined that answer for you no, well you did. enough. You did. I was, I was gonna only add even better than stuck in a drawer is if that thank you card is stuck in someone's Bible. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. that's where, that's where uh, you know, going back to the scripture, it says where your heart is, there will, there will be your treasure also. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing about Christians. Are we spending our money? You know, there's what, what is there a jillion things we can spend our money on? Mm -hmm. And do we really need another, you know, another set of Nikes? Well, you know, we got to feed our family and take care of things, put a roof over our head, but there are some eternal things that are actually worth sacrificing for. And yes, I believe that some connection to some of these events and uh, building projects and mission outreaches are stuck in people's Bibles. They want to remember it and they want to remember that they're a part of it because that's truly the the eternal lasting reward that we have there was there was a question i was going to ask and i'm only going to tap on it very quickly these days with digital media and a social media world where information just comes piling into your smartphone uh quickly and um, almost every five minutes if you want the importance of reputation and, and reputation management of of being um, people of integrity. You talked about that. I don't think has ever been more important than it is now. You do something that's really screwy, something that really got messed up. It can be in social media so quickly, and to count the days and to keep your life on a daily and walk walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, comes down to uh, fundraising as well. But it's not really about fundraising. It's about honoring God and showing Jesus uh, for, right. who, for who he is. That's what, it, that has nothing to do with money. Nothing right. to do with money or causes. Nothing right. whatsoever. It right. has to do, am I showing Jesus? Right. With a, uh, I had a friend, uh, Peter Kuzmich, uh, from from Yugoslavia and all these evangelist scandals were happening in the late 80s with different uh, ministries, televangelists. And that news got all the way to Yugoslavia. And Peter 
was the head of a Bible college. It's still there. It's in Osijek, Croatia. And he said to the graduating students and the students that were going out for summer ministry, he said, there's a lot of bad things being said about God and Christians and Christianity. And you may have to wash the face of Jesus because of the dirt that's being said about him and what's being done in his name in order to wow. present him in evangelism. I never forgot that. There are places where because of scandals and reputation, things, things that go wrong with how we as Christians, no matter where we're from, uh, that we do wrong, and that we may have to wash the face of Jesus before we present him to uh, Yeah, that's powerful. Men. I've never forgotten that after more than 30 years. He's right. He's yeah. Right. Well, we're Good. in finishing up our time with window guys. Any last thought? Anything uh, to uh, the countries of the world and media creatives and ministries and missionaries after uh, all these years? You know, go, <laughs> go, go forth and conquer. I mean, thank you. Go forth and conquer. That's right. What would you say? Well, I just think, you know, the, the, it, takes, it takes a team to create a messaging and communication. And, uh, you know, my dad was a pastor and I always thought, oh, maybe I'll go into ministry. I'll be a pastor. And then I ended up with all, all these other skills of photography and interest in architecture and, and uh, OPR. And, you know, one time I wanted to host talk show. I, I mean, I love people love telling stories. And that all ended up in my life being a storyteller uh, for over 30 years now uh, to help raise funds to uh, impact people through mission outreaches and, and just, uh, you know, expand the kingdom of God in many different ways around the world. Everybody has, I, I love creative people. Um, you have a place and a purpose. And I, I hope people around you can see that. I hope you're putting it to use. Uh, you may have never thought that you maybe had some of those gifts and abilities, whatever, but it is amazing how God will, if that's the desire of your heart, and that, that was not even my goal, you know, how people define, oh, I'm going to get out of college and do this. No, mine, mine took two or three left and right turns, and then I ended up in something that I've done every day, and it's like, I throw the covers back and say, I, I get I get to go fundraise. I get to go bless people. I get to go communicate. I, I do this. It's not like working. So I've been blessed in one of those ways for the people that say I've never worked a day in my life. Not true. It's very hard to create sometimes and you always have a deadline. But yeah, I would say use your talents, use your gifts. I mean, in this day and age, there's so much creativity going on. I hope you're using it for the kingdom of God. Excellent words. Excellent uh, wisdom as well. Wendell Geist, friend for a long time, colleague and professional. Thank you for joining us in this conversation on the podcast. Very nice to be with you, Craig. You bet. Loved it. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. And I took some notes <laughs> as well that will help me with my fundraising. So uh, thank you for that. All right, man. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.